Welcome to the Nurses for Healthy Environments podcast. My name is Beth Shank, nurse scientist and sustainability leader in Missoula, Montana. On the podcast, I interview nurses working at the intersection of health and environment. I've been looking forward to interviewing Hannah Noel Bouchard, a school nurse in South Carolina, who also serves as the public health nursing representative on the Nursing Collaborative on Climate Change and Health. I have enjoyed Hannah's email newsletters on this topic, and if you're interested in getting on the list for those, go to the Environ website and find the Nurses Collaborative on Climate Change and Health to sign up. I'd like to welcome to the podcast today, Hannah Noel Bouchard, a public health nurse and school nurse from South Carolina. It's great to have Hannah on the podcast today. Good morning, Hannah. Thanks, Beth. Thanks for having me. You bet. Well, tell us first a little bit about yourself and your nursing background. So I am currently a school nurse, like you said, in Charleston, South Carolina. I work at both a combination middle and high school on the Charleston Peninsula. And then I also substitute school nurse for the county school district here, which covers about 80 schools. Um, So I came to nursing in mostly a traditional way. um, But before I started nursing school, I completed a few years of college and I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do. And then before I got into a program, I had the opportunity to study abroad with a program called Semester at Sea, where basically an entire college community lives on a ship and we traveled to 11 countries in one semester. So that was in 2011 and it was my first time out of the country. And it really, it really validated that I knew I wanted to be a nurse at that time. You know, I I was able to connect with people all around the world and really became apparent that the world needs nurses more than anything else. Um, So fast forward a few years, I graduated from a nursing school in La Crosse, Wisconsin. And my first move was to Little Rock, Arkansas, where I practiced as a cardiac nurse on a telemetry step-down unit. And I really loved the fast pace of floor nursing. But what was hard for me in that was the little amount of time that you get to spend with each patient in the hospital. I I found that there was a lot of focus on getting the patient back to baseline or how they came to the hospital and not a lot of focus or not a lot of time to be able to teach patients how to prevent future hospitalizations or how to stay healthy in the life that they live, whatever environment that might be in. Um, So this is also kind of when I knew that my heart was more in the public health side of things. Um, So in 2015, my husband and I moved to Charleston, South Carolina. First, my first job here was a research nurse coordinator in the Center for Health Disparities Research at MUSC. And I worked mostly on studies with populations of low-income African-Americans with type 2 diabetes. And the intervention was weekly telephone or tablet-based education sessions with the aim of improving lifestyle and self-care practices. I really loved that. I was able to do exactly like I was talking about before that I couldn't do on the floor. I got to really work with patients for long periods of time about, you know, and, and meet them where they are in their homes and environments and and what was going on there and help them learn how to live a healthy lifestyle with the conditions that they have in the environment that they that they were planted in. Um, so 
a few years into that, I learned the vulnerability of grant funding and some of the principal investigators that I was working with took a big move. So I, my job ended there and that's when I started what I currently do um, with school nursing. And I also have dabbled a little bit in or employee health nursing or health coaching per se at a couple of steel and big machinery companies in the area. Interesting. And, and um, so you were able to really connect your sense that um, treatment in the acute care facility was a little bit late in terms of the wellness uh, trajectory and you wanted to get further upstream to help people avoid problems and learn more about taking care of themselves to avoid you know, the development of disease. That's great that you were able to make that switch. So, so then how did that go further into environmental health? the era of climate change being more and more apparent every single day, especially since I moved to Charleston on the East coast of the United States, I'm really realizing that this beautiful planet we live on is in grave danger. You, you know, hurricanes are, are coming wildfires out West. There are so many, so many examples of this climate changing and affecting our health. And so you know, I've been able to see these environmental impacts on patients in a variety of areas, both in and out of the hospital through my, the, the kind of nursing that I've done. And I'd say some of the biggest impacts I'm seeing right now is the effect of longer allergy seasons. We're already, it's early February this year. I already have started seeing tons of kids coming in with, with symptoms of allergies and and there's the, our cars are already yellow here with with pollen coming off the trees, and you know that's some people don't see that as a climate change impact, but you know things like that's what the climate is doing. It's making those allergy seasons longer. Um, but since I've also since I've lived here in 2015, we've had at least one major hurricane or thousand year flood per year, which takes its toll on students because of missed school days, injuries, and mental health impacts. Um, and then in 2017, the Alliance of Nurses for Healthy Environments launched the Nursing Collaborative on Climate Change and Health. And that is a collaboration of nursing organizations. It started with five, and now I think there is 10 signed on. And the goal of the Nursing Collaborative really is to empower nurses nationwide to reduce their climate impact and help patients, communities, and healthcare institutions prepare for the effects of climate change on patient health, and also to advocate for climate solutions both locally and nationally. And I felt almost like a calling to me and a way to connect with nurses around the country on a topic that was becoming really personal to me. So I applied and was appointed to represent the public health nursing section as one organization in that partnership. So through the Nursing Collaborative on Climate Change and Health, I'm able to, you know, really bring awareness and real life stories and solutions to nurses all over the country. That's terrific. And, and this collaborative has really been important to help elevate that um, perspective that nurses are at pivotal points in people's lives to help uh, make connections between environmental issues and their health, between social issues and their health, et cetera. And I think, you know, uh, it's uh, interesting to realize that that was already two years ago. It's 2019. 
and the you know from my perspective the visibility of nursing in the climate change conversation has really um elevated so uh yeah i yeah. agree what sorts of things do, would you say if you were to describe the uh, some examples of what the collaborative um focuses on what what are some things you would say about that that's a great question um so the collaborative really focuses on current events and issues and where, you know, how nurses can elevate climate change as a public health issue, not only in their nursing communities. So for me, one of my platforms is the public health nursing section where there's over 5,000 nurses in that section in order, you know, I can elevate all of those issues as well as in the practice field so nurses in any environment whether you're on a cardiac unit or you're in the PICU or you're a school health nurse or you're a primary care nurse the nursing collaborative has really helped elevate the issues of climate change and health in those areas and helps um, spotlight different nurses on what they're doing in those different environments and so that helps you know, bring it together and what, what we as nurses can do in whatever environment we're in to, to help our patients with these effects of climate change. Great. Interesting. Have you been able to, um, you mentioned earlier that you were seeing some um, outcomes, I guess, or impacts in your students and in your students' families based on some of the climate change uh, impacts that you're seeing in South Carolina, such as allergies and also flooding and hurricanes. Um so do you address that as a theme? How, do you talk with people about that? I'm not suggesting it's necessary at this point. What you're trying to do is reduce harm uh, and help your patients, your clients, your students um, avoid illness. But how do you address or not uh, climate change in your work there specifically? Yeah, so like I said before, my day job is a school nurse. So I focus on the health and well-being of children in the school setting. So on top of, you know, passing out Band-Aids and ice packs and, you know, medications and everything that um, keeping up with immunizations, everything that a school nurse does, I try to touch on environmental health issues for children and staff, whether, you know, sometimes I send out a short email to the staff about the air quality of the day or, you know, whenever I'm talking to patients, whether it's staff at the school or in employee health settings, I, I always, you know, try to get them to look at the air quality, especially when it um, when it has something to do with asthma and, and checking that air quality that day. Sometimes I, you know, it's making sure families know where to find readiness kits for when the next hurricane comes or where those resources are if they need them for, for severe weather events like that. Um, and then, as part of the Nurses Climate Challenge, I'm hoping to get in front of all of the school nurses in my county and give a presentation on climate change and health and how that affects our kids. I'd really like to be a resource for school nurses who are you know, un undoubtedly going to run into these kinds of issues more and more. Um, and then one of my another one of my hats in the public health nursing section, like we were talking about, I am the representative to that nursing collaborative. And my focus is promoting the importance of this issue of climate change and health within that nursing community. 
um, no matter what type of nurse you are or what environment you work in. So I, one thing that I've done there is I send out weekly emails. I call them the weekly climate message, usually comes out on Fridays. And that's just short snippets about, you know, whatever might be going on currently and what nurses can do about it as that relates to climate change and health. I've covered hurricanes and wildfires and the Clean Air Act and the Green New Deal. So a lot of things that are going on in the world right now. And then what nurses can do about it, both in their professional lives and in their practice and also in their personal lives. Simple, you know, things like making sure your dishwasher's full so you can see before you run it so you can save water and, and how, you know, I've shared pictures of hanging my clothes on the line and cloth diapering my, you know, my baby, breastfeeding my baby. That's all things that you can do in your personal life, you know, using reusable bags and composting, things like that. I think that it's important to, you know, talk light about some of those little things you can do on top of the big things. That is really valuable, Hannah. I've enjoyed reading your um, weekly updates. And I think continuing to talk about it, talking about it from a nursing perspective, and as you say, adding some things that are actionable, because one of the um, uh, phenomena that people experience, I think, is it's overwhelming, and they don't know what to do. Uh, and so having something that's a bit tangible, I think, is quite helpful. And, and that made me want to go back to your comment earlier about noticing mental health issues in your, in your um, school, I think you were referring to. Tell me a little bit more about that. Right. And so I haven't been in the schools, obviously, since I was in high school. And so, you know, things are a lot different now. And I'm noticing, I was just talking to my husband yesterday about how much more mental health issues I'm seeing, or maybe it's since I am in a school nurse position instead of a student position, I'm noticing that more. But, and I can't exactly say that it's correlated with the climate change effects, but just in general, I'm seeing, you know, a lot more anxiety and, you know, things that, that students are dealing with. Um, and then another example I have of mental health is when I was doing the diabetes research and working with those patients. And, and in this area in when we ha where we have a lot of hurricanes, I was talking to one patient that was part of my group after a hurricane, and she was struggling with if she was going to spend her money to have someone come in and remove the mold from her house or if she was going to buy her insulin for her diabetes. So helping patients through, you know, the social issues like that has, has really touched me in this environmental health time as well. Yeah, it doesn't seem like a fair choice to have to make, does it? Right. You also mentioned, Hannah, that uh, you work with uh, some businesses in a coaching capacity. Do you, are you seeing links to environment and health in that role? Yeah, absolutely. Well, so the organization that I work for in that realm, so we go into different companies and do employee-wide health assessments. Um, so we're looking for chronic disease or risk for chronic disease. So we go in, we take your blood, we do some biometric testing, and then there's an algorithm that gives you a risk score for chronic disease, being you know heart disease, high blood pressure, cancer, things like that. Um, and so 
a lot of the people that I'm working with are, I would say, blue collar workers. Uh, I, there's a lot of there's a lot of smoking, and so a lot of smoking cessation work. Um, but they work in mostly rural areas along in South Carolina, and so there's a lot of different things that add into the environmental health here. Um, not only smoking, but they work in machinery, and so air quality in that. And then there are definitely chemical exposures that um, I'm not, you know, I can't say exactly what chemicals, but I have talked with a lot of my clients in that to just chemical exposure and air pollution and air quality promoting that as something that they should be aware of and looking into in in terms of of the diseases and their risk for chronic disease. Yeah, sometimes just helping to connect those dots makes a big difference, particularly for something acute like COPD or asthma. Yeah, that's cool. Um, Now I'm going to zoom back in time, way back to your nursing years, nursing school years. Were you exposed to much of this content in nursing school, either environmental health broadly, which, you know, earlier in in, uh, our history was had to do a lot, I think, with toxic chemicals uh, and more recently with some of these spreading global issues such as climate change, the uh, appearance of novel chemicals of um, plastics, of biodiversity loss, etc. Did you learn about that in nursing school? We had a community health nursing course that I absolutely loved. We had the opportunity to go out in the environment. We did some work with the Amish population in Wisconsin, um, but not to, not really climate change and environmental specific. They, we had the opportunity to do some special projects that that is the way that you, if that is the subject you chose, um, would have the opportunity to learn a bit, little bit more, but not near what I am aware of that nursing schools are getting into now. And it's really exciting being able to work with the nursing collaborative and some nurse educators on things that they are implementing now into nursing schools and curriculums. Um, but it, not so much. I was able to do some work in a school. So I did some immunization work and in environmental health in that way. I also got to do some work in a free clinic in La Crosse, as well as with the Salvation Army and the homeless shelter. And so in Wisconsin in the winter when it is freezing cold, you know, you think about those environmental factors. And so that did come into play a little bit, but it wasn't something specific that we had a whole unit on or that, you know, came up in our nursing curriculum on multiple levels. Right. It's it's same with me, though. I was in school much longer ago than you. And um, I, I agree that it's exciting to see a lot of faculty are really saying we've got to include this. Um, and a lot of students, I, I part of my role is as assistant research professor at Washington State. And so I just interject content in the courses where the faculty want want some included and the response from students has been just so strong as you know partly about climate change when they didn't realize that there were these health impacts and 
you know, now they're seeing them. They're really seeing, you know, I'm in the West, so they're seeing the extended heat days and the fires. And and then also about environmental impacts of healthcare itself, which is where I work. And they're they're experiencing that all the time. They're horrified at the waste and they're aware of the energy use, et cetera. So I think it's so exciting to engage students and, um, you know, just expand their perception a little bit before they get into the workplace. Right. And what's really exciting is that it's being placed in the curriculum in every single course, not just in community Mm -hmm. health, because one of my big one of my big passions is that we're all public health nurses and this issue interplays in every single type of nurse, you know, every single type of nursing. Even if you're, you know, a, a pediatric nurse or a primary care nurse or a cardiac nurse, all this is going to interlay, not just if you're out there in the public where, you know, or in the environment where, where it's happening. That's right. And that's a, that's a nice lens that nursing brings. Nursing is often able to pull together <clears throat> what people are going to experience at home, in the hospital, in their families, their childhoods, and recognize easily that it's all part of uh, one big fabric. Um, rather than getting too siloed. So I think that's a real strength that nurses bring to help people, uh, meaning students and all under, or I'm sorry, meaning patients and communities understand that. Um, I wanted to go back again to something else you said about your experience with Semester at Sea. You said that that made it clear for you that you wanted to be a nurse. Did you, was that an experience in healthcare or was it seeing just so many different cultures? Tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah, so Semester at Sea was my first time out of the country. I had been out west for summer vacations, and, you know, we took a few trips to Florida as a kid. But taking this leap and immersing myself into the foreign cultures was the best thing I have ever decided to do. Um, It wasn't, I did have some healthcare experiences. While abroad, I went to an orphanage in Brazil and, you know, some other different little clinics that I visited across the world, but really it was immersing myself in the different cultures and connecting with people all around the world. And, and really, I think that that's what everyone, you know, deep down, that's what everyone wants. We want to feel connected to each other and nurses have a really, really, that's one of our best skills is, bringing all this scientific information down to the patient level and really building a trusting relationship which starts with connecting with them. And so when I went abroad, I, you know, I saw myself in different situations, whether it was having dinner with a family around the table or, you know, watching kids play by a river, you you see yourself in those little things and you feel connected to everyone around the world. And that is why I, you know, I saw it. I think nursing is where I can make a difference. That's great. And a very affirming to be able to realize that in this, uh, with this different perspective that you got from traveling. That's cool. Um, a question for you. You seem very motivated for this work, very clear about your direction. And as you mentioned before, it was like the public health nursing uh, role on the collaborative was, uh, you, you were called to it. How do you stay motivated for this work? What motivates you, would you say? Well, my daughter, Freya, uh, she's five months old and future generations, you know, they say when you become a mom, you become an activist, which is so true. 
I mean, I think I was an activist before, but now it's just so much more personal. Um, and young people everywhere motivate me, I think. I believe that young people truly are going to turn this crisis around. But if we don't give them a head start or if we don't lead by example, they won't be able to pick up where we left off and turn it around and, and keep this earth for future generations. So if we don't nudge them in the right direction by teaching sustainable living practices and leading by example, then, then they won't have that opportunity to keep those solutions going and keep moving in the, a forward direction. So young people are my biggest motivators mm -hmm. right now. And when people sometimes get discouraged about feeling overwhelmed about this work, do, do you have any tips you could share? Yeah, I feel discouraged a lot with everything that's going on in the world. But my biggest thing that I tell people when they're feeling discouraged is to do the little things like we were talking before, like cutting plastic out of your life at home or bringing a reusable water bottle or reusable bags to the grocery store. Um, start composting or start a small garden. Um, those things, they might not be changing the world by themselves. They're not reversing the plastic pollution crisis or, you know, cleaning plastic out of the oceans. But when you start doing those things, you start seeing the impact that, you know, look at that plastic that you're saving in your own house. And then you think about your, you know, your street or your community around you and how much, how much that actually could be doing. And when you can start doing the little things, then those bigger things like calling your representatives seem a little bit more doable. And that's really, I think what's going to make the change changes is at the policy is policy action. And so we can't expect everyone to jump right there, but we can encourage people to do those little things. Great advice. Thank you. Um, since you have the floor right now, uh, is there something that you would say? I'm going to ask two different dire directions. One is something that you would say about this issue of, of climate change or of the environmental health crisis or your concerns to the general population. Then I'm going to ask it of what you would say to nursing, if you could. So what would you say to the general population if you wanted to spur change or to, you know, call to action? So what I would say to the general population about the climate crisis is keep doing the little things. Keep motivated in that those things piled up that everyone's doing are going to make a difference and, and stay motivated because this crisis is going to continue and it's going to skyrocket per se. And if we don't find, if we don't find passion and forward movement in those little things, then, you know, we don't have anything. So we got to keep doing those things. Great. Thank you. And would you have any, a different message at all? And not necessarily for nurses, particularly who are in these influential roles? So I've been thinking a lot about something that I heard through a few avenues lately. One from one of my wonderful friends and yoga teacher, Kate Counts, and then as well as in a, on a podcast that I currently listen to. And that is that our well-being is in direct correlation with the well-being of the planet. So we're all connected. And I've 
been focusing a lot lately on self-care because as I, you know, I said before, I have a five month old daughter and they, like they say, you can't pour from an empty cup. So first you got to take care of yourself and do some self-care, make sure that your, your head is in the right place in order to, you know, focus on the work that you're passionate about and then make these small environmental changes at the personal level. That way you can focus on encouraging other people, especially nurses to make those changes too. And, you know, nurses were, were people trust us and not just our patients, but people trust us in our communities too. So I encourage nurses to bring this conversation outside of their practice and, and into their community. Talk to neighbors, talk to friends, talk to your family members, talk to everyone that you can about not only just the doom and gloom and the climate the health impacts of climate change, but also highlight and spotlight all of the things that people are doing and moving us in this forward direction. And, and we're going to turn this around. Um, but I encourage the general population and especially nurses because they are trusted health professionals and friends to talk about it. That's great. Great advice also to uh, take care of ourselves first because that's very that's really true in all aspects of nursing we and nurses tend to give an awful lot and it's it's um, easy or at least not unheard of to get depleted so I think that's really good advice as well well Hannah it's been really nice to talk to you today is there anything else that you'd like to add while we're on the on the call I just you know, I want to thank you for inviting me to do this today and really thank the Alliance of Nurses for Healthy Environments for, you know, starting this movement of nurses, building up other nurses in order to, to get moving on this issue. Um, every interaction I've had with the nurses and the members of Annie has been so encouraging and uplifting. They they seriously cheer me on and even the little things and that makes me keep going. So I think, you know, that's what we all need to do. The world and especially our country can feel really divisive right now. And so encouraging each other and celebrating these little small successes and even the little stuff that you can do is really going to help us keep moving forward. And that's really all we can do. Well said, Hannah. Terrific. And thank you so much for spending this time with me today. And thank you all for listening to the Nurses for Healthy Environments podcast. Check us out at environ.org where you can find this and many other episodes. Please leave a review for us wherever you get your podcasts and talk to you next time.